0: I want to welcome you to the new Drag Champ Show. The three amigos are leading this show, none other than Jake Hodge, Mr. Hoodrich, Ryan Gleghorn, and Gary Don Free, Mr. Drag Champ himself. Now, I wouldn't ride to the store with these three yahoos, but you put them together for some good old stories, some racing news, some results from all over the world. Now, that's a party you just don't want to miss, so let's tune in, let's hang on, and let's get it on. I want to welcome you to the Drag Champ Show. So this beautiful Monday evening as we're recording this in the drag Champ show, this will come out on like Thursday, so it really doesn't matter what day it is right now, but we've got the guy that uh, has only made Simon look worse than I have. That's the only way to explain it. Uh, He has driven one of Victor Duke's race cars, and that's how I going to go there. But the guy that's headed on to Shane Thompson's bench, Greg Hicks, man,
1: what's going on? What's up, man? I am definitely – actually, I just – I was um, talking to one of Shane's guys today. I was at – Closed a house for a mutual friend of ours and they were having Shane's plumbing company there. And he was like, oh, you know Shane? And I was like, I'm pretty much Shane's bitch. <laughs> and he laughed. And he's like, oh, you're the guy that drives the motorhome. And I was like, that's me. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I, as I've driven a, a Canadian stacker to, from Indiana to Florida, and I flew home to get a Canadian race car and drive from Indiana to Florida again. I feel you.
1: You're a Canadian bitch. Yeah. We'll call hey. pleasure and have him hire you. He needs one. <laughs> yeah. He seems jealous of me and Shane's relationship, so.
0: So anybody that doesn't doesn't know Greg Hicks, kind of give them your 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 own down real quick because you're from the West Coast, kind of. It's not really not really popular because you're from out there, or something like that. That's what they all say. Anyone anybody that doesn't know you and hasn't read the drag champ comments today, who are you? <laughs>
1: um, start racing. Uh, I just like no, nobody
0: nobody gives a shit actually. Nobody gives a shit. I know that's not, All right, yeah. let's
1: move on. Move on. We're good. You I give a shit. Up.
0: You got brought up a few. You got brought up a few times in the, the Chad Axford interview. Um, do you have anything to say about anything that was said, and uh, anything else that you've been kind of just sitting on since then? Um,
1: shit, most of it. Most of it was true, sadly. <laughs> um, Chad and I had some good times, man. We, Chad and I, we had a weird relationship because we got really close really fast, like a bromance type, some bullshit, and uh, not not real gay or nothing, but you know what I mean. And then we like broke up really fast. Like he got into it with my wife and wife didn't like him. And then me and him got into it. And uh, I, I rented a shop at the Speedway at the time and we kept all the racing shit out there. And I pretty much one day threw all of his shit outside the shop. And he was like, he shows up, I'm out of town. He didn't have, I changed the locks on the, on the door so he couldn't get in. And uh, he's texting me and he's like, dude, it's freaking raining. My truck doesn't have a windshield in it. Like, let me get my shit back inside. And I was like, all right, man, just all right, just apologize. And he was like, fuck you. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> so, uh, so we've been we've been pretty amicable since then. You know, I saw him um, when we were in Galat and we talked for a while. So we're definitely, we're, we're cool.
2: Did you ever get your scoop from the-
1: him? <laughs> <laughs> Never got my scoop, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's still in the mail, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I bought my car from him. And uh, I bought it with no wheels and tires. I Jewed them out of the front wheels when I picked it up. But he was like, oh, man, I forgot the scoop. Like, I'm going to mail it to you. And then he said he, he said he mailed it, and I never saw it. So maybe it got lost in the mail. I'm not calling him a liar, but we've all lost up to UPS. So
2: it's kind of like Jay Bunce's check from Alamo City. It got lost in the mail somewhere.
1: It could have happened. If I was a mail guy, I found a $5,000 check. I'm probably going to keep it.
2: Yeah, I don't think it was ever mailed. I'm not sure Alamo sent all their checks out after the race. So Nice. <laughs> I was there this weekend. Jay's like, hey, dude, they told me I could pick up my check. He goes, go up in the tower and pick up my check while you're there. and Just mail the damn thing to me so I'll know I'll get it. Uh-huh. I told him, I said, well, at the end of the night, I'd went up there about six times to the tower, and every time they had some different excuse. And so at the end of the night, I said, uh, I don't know who this Jessica girl is that has your check, but she's as elusive as Bigfoot. And I don't think – I said, it ain't looking very squatchy around here, so I don't think we're going to get that check, bro.
1: So, what you're saying is don't go race in Alamo. Is that what you're saying?
2: Well, I don't know. I've been there a few times. I never get paid, so I don't have to worry about getting a check. I just go so race and don't go and you money. If you
1: lose, and it's a good plan, yeah. Good
2: <laughs> if one. you win money, but, it might be a little uh, tough. And a Division four points race. Ah. Uh, I got. I got to know about the roast beef stuff. You got to. You got to give me the scoop. I've been seeing these videos, and I am crying listening to you talk about porta subs, which I have no clue what it is. And then porta subs, dude. I don't know what that is.
0: What? Uh, Yeah, I've never heard of that, but I do notice that you bitch more on Facebook Live than a woman going through menopause.
1: (laughs) I mean, listen. Here's the thing. I like roast beef. It's my favorite. And uh, I love port subs like, well, I, I used to, I, I kind of do, I don't know. And uh, I don't know, I, that day I had like a bad day, I guess. It wasn't really a bad day, I was just in a mood, you know? And I go to port subs and I've had this argument with them before, because their menu, it's a sandwich shop, right? Their menu has the kid's menu, and they offer like, it's a sm- like a four-inch sub or some shit. And they, on the menu it says turkey, ham, and something. But it doesn't say roast beef on the menu. Well, my kid likes roast beef you know, I, I maybe I did print that on her. I don't know. But I said, Hey, I want the kids menu. I want the kids meal with roast beef. And he was like, we can't do that. And so I went, I went back and forth. Like I called him. I made him call the manager. I threw the phone across the room when she told me, no, and I left. And I was like, I just did a video. And then people were like, why well, that Shit was so funny. And so I just, every time somebody pissed me off, I just started doing a video. And it's been hard lately because I'm, I'm not that angry of a person <laughs> normally. <laughs> and, uh, but, yeah, it's, sometimes shit just pisses me off.
0: Hey, next, next time you're rolling through the lot and you stop in subways in Lancaster and have the best sub of your life, you can thank me later. The,
1: wait a minute, is that the one that makes everybody shit their pants?
0: No, 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 no. no, no definitely not. Okay. i pretty sure you I'm can eat subways I
1: listened to the expert episode. I'm, he kind of opened the door for pants shitting stories, right? Expert, <laughs> <Actually>, yes.
2: <laughs> that was one of the best ones we've had so far.
1: That was pretty awesome. <laughs> I, uh, I'm pretty sure everybody shit their pants. It's funny because you get to, like, when you're a kid, you're mortified of shitting your pants. And then, like, I think after 30, it's just like, uh oh, shit my pants again. <laughs> it's right. Like, it's, I mean, it's just me. It's not just me.
3: I, I don't know. I'm not over you. 30.
2: <laughs> He's not over 30 yet, and uh, I don't think I've shit my pants any time in the last, uh, I don't know, 30 years, 40. So you, years. Ne- you never
1: trust as far as what you're saying.
2: Well, there's been a few times I thought I shat myself, but didn't quite pull that off, thankfully. <laughs>
1: I'll tell you a story that nobody, a few people know, but I'm a lot more open about telling it these days because I'm 33 and who fucking cares? I'm married. My wife's hot. Don't matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when I was 16 years old, we went to uh, well, they had prom, whatever. I was, I was only a sophomore, so we didn't have prom yet. And uh, a friend of mine who I'd raced with for years, she needed a date to go to the junior prom with, or was her senior prom. And I said, I'll go with you. So we go and we go eat Cheesecake Factory for dinner. And we left there and we're cruising down the strip on the way to the dance. And like, I started getting sick, you know? So I'm like, I made the dance the bus driver pull over because I had to throw up. And I ran found a bathroom, went in there, leaned over to the toilet to throw up and it just blew out of both ends. I'm wearing a tux, like we're going to the prom. It's fucked up, man. I sat there for about a half hour trying to figure out what to do, and uh, I had I, I had to go back there in my poo pants and, and tell them what happened. And I didn't go to the problem, obviously.
2: Oh, that's not good.
1: Yeah. I didn't have a homeless guy tell me his life sucked, but it was pretty bad. I was, <laughs> I was 16 years old. i was mortified.
0: So you and I have a little bit in common. Um, you still your how of a feeling? No. How, how good of a feeling is it like when – People just start hating because you, you drive for Shane. Like they don't realize how much work is involved. You know, they just hate. Like, well, you don't ever win a big race. Like normally, the people that are hating also don't win big races. But how good of a feeling is it? You know, if they say that, and you just you know hop in, top the drags or drive in the lanes.
1: Well, you know, Jake, I really, I really can't disagree with them very much because I really don't do anything. They don't let me work on anything because I'm not, I'm not like. You'd have like Kyle Seipel, like the pinnacle of people that can't work on shit. I might be right under him, and so I just stand I'm talking right about around. like
0: loading the rigs.
1: Oh, I got to do all that yeah. shit. Yeah, that shit sucks. But I don't know. I mean, I kind of like it. Whatever. They're haters. Let them hate. Well, that I agree. answers. I did think you had something going at the at the guaranteed. I thought I was on a roll, pretty good too. It was funny because the guaranteed million, like I had the last couple of years, like. I've won pretty much everything I went to, except like the bigger money shit when we traveled back east. But um, we went to, my buddy and I went, Jason, we went to there a lot you know. of races and shit. And like, I just wanted. Welcome to the East Coast. Huh?
0: <laughs> Welcome to the White Coast.
1: Yeah, no, the White Coast, I couldn't do shit. But um, this year, like, I couldn't win anything. And so I just joked all summer, like, I'm just saying my round wins for Memphis. And then I'm like, man, I'm really, I'm really, I was right. I'm really doing this. And then um, Todd Senseny was not having that. So.
2: so, I guess we answered Plazer's question about, you know, how often do you service Shane Thompson in
1: his cars oh, each at least, week? At least three times a week, yeah. At least three times? Okay. Yeah. He'll call me he'll <laughs> call me in the afternoon and say, what are you doing? And I'm like, nothing. He's like, let's go to Dairy Queen. And so, we have Dairy Queen dates like a couple times a week usually. And he's an addict. because I'll get, like we I park and then I get in his truck and go through the drive-through together. And he's already got like five Dairy Queen cups in his truck. They're
0: empty, but yeah, he's something else. i don't
1: call you Andy Hitch for
2: nothing. Yeah. All right. So you mentioned going back East. So I got to know the story about going your first time racing out East with Scotty. Yeah. So there's Jesse Adams. has got like a book of details for that weekend. So it sounds like a pretty damn good story.
1: Yeah, it was pretty fun. So, um, I think, I think Jesse had gone the year before. It was to uh, the Ultimate 64, but it was in Clay City. And um, he was, you know, I said, I'm going to go with him. And so we, we were flying out there and picking up Scotty's stuff. He had that – was like a trick chassis dragster at the time and that old S10 he had. And so we fly out there, we pick up his stuff, go to the racetrack. The race was a good time. Um, you know, there's other stories from that. But at the end of the weekend, we you know, Scotty takes his stuff home because he came out and raced with us. Scotty takes his stuff home we go to the airport and to fly home. Now, I don't know if I am supposed to say this cuz my wife might listen to the podcast, but the next day, um <laughs> she just opened the door. I'm going to tell it anyway cuz <laughs> whatever. Nothing like an or audience. Limit the permission. Anyway, so the I'll, next day I speak nice of you. Huh? I'll speak nice to you at your funeral. Jake says speak nice to me, babe. Anyway, so we go to the airport. I'm flying home. The next day, my wife's going to have a consultation for her boob job. Oh, <gasps> great. And uh, <laughs> so I supposed to be, she wants me to be there for it, you know.
2: And so. Well, now, that's an important thing to be at, right? When it's, another it's, man's going to be
1: checking out your wife's boobage.
0: As, as everybody listening to this podcast looks up Jessica Hicks on Facebook.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you should see some of the DMs she gets already. It's crazy. But uh, so we're at the airport and we're in Lexington, Kentucky. And Lexington is a tiny airport. I don't know if y'all have been there, but we could see our gate from this little bar that we're sitting at. And like Troy Jr. and a couple other guys showed up and we're just drinking beer waiting for our flight. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, it's coming time for our flight to leave. So me and Jesse are like, all right, we, you know, we better go. So we walk over to the gate. I hand the lady my ticket to get on the plane I say alright I need to get on the plane and she closes the door and says no you don't, plane's leaving and I'm like, we're both like what the fuck it turns out like the plan was delayed and you're supposed to be at the gate 15 minutes early or whatever, some bullshit so we're stuck in Lexington for the night and uh, we go down and argue with the uh, the attendant you know at the counter and he finally us up with a free room the cops, he kind of, cops showed up because I was getting a little belligerent but Jesse took over and Calm the situation, but we hop in the we hop in the taxi cab, and we look at each other, and we're just like strip club. Let's go to the fucking strip club. So I get back Shit. to the hotel, I call my wife, and I said, "Hey babe, um, you want the bad news or the good news?" And she says the bad news. I said, "I'm not coming home tomorrow," and she was like, "Fuck you, motherfucker," and hung up on me. And so I was like, "I'm leaving my phone in the room." <laughs> and we went to the titty bar, and. Uh, you are just getting ideas for the next day, right? Yeah. Yeah. The no, consultation, I'm trying to like do some size, you know, measurements. See like what, what kind do I want? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so we go to the strip club and uh, you know, we had probably had five or six beers at the, at, the hotel, at the airport, I mean. And so we're sitting there just drinking more. And you guys see me. I'm a big guy. Like I, I weigh like 260 pounds. I can handle some beer. It was all we were drinking. And so we get a, la- a few lap dances and I got to go to the bathroom and so I go. I leave my beer sitting there with Jesse because he's sitting at the table, like he's going to watch it. I come back, drink a few more, and all of a sudden I got up. I'm sick, and so I run to the bathroom and puke my guts out. Now I feel good, so I go back out. We get some more dances. We're hanging out, and uh, then I had then I felt sick again, and I don't remember anything else after that. Jesse said he walked into the bathroom at the end of the night. I don't know how long I've been gone, and there's a bouncer you know the strip club like the guy standing stands by the door in the bathroom and he says oh man your boy's in a bad way and he just he could see my feet hanging out from under the bathroom stall he climbs up over the top and my face is on the fucking porcelain of the toilet and I'm just sleeping like a motherfucker and uh, he had to he had to break into the stall and drag me out of there and then we missed our flight the next morning too (laughs) my wife was not very happy about that
0: I, I've been to Lexington, Kentucky, and there's nothing that can come out of a, a teddy bar there that's any good. Their strip
1: their strip club was fantastic. Really? Yeah, well, maybe it's because I'm from Las Vegas. You ever been to a strip club in Vegas? I've never been to Vegas. Oh, well We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna fix that this year, bud, but listen. <laughs> the strip clubs in Vegas, like everything in Vegas is expensive as shit, and so lap dance, like the normal lap dance, is like 100 bucks. And so we're just, I'm used to those kind of prices. We get back there, and there's this cute little blonde chick, the stripper, or whatever, and she's like, you want a VIP dance? So we go in the back room, and she goes, I don't know if I can say this on the podcast, but she's like, it's $15 for the lap dance, or for 20 I take my underwear off. And I was like, here's $100. let us go. <laughs> we had a good time.
0: Did you see where Jessica went? Is she still in the room?
1: Well, oh, she's, she's looking at me like I'm fucking crazy. <laughs>
0: oh.
1: I didn't know if she went to get a firearm or what.
2: I'm just and wondering if bomb. she's heard this story before, or this is
1: all new. Um, well, oh, she's heard the story. She just doesn't like me telling about people about her boob job. I said, babe, it's like my, you had. Not like people didn't know. Like you showed up and you got big boobs. Everybody knows what happened.
0: Like <laughs>
1: <rice>. <laughs> she's so embarrassed. <laughs>
2: you can't really grow them, right? I mean. <laughs> well,
1: if you could, you could figure that out. You'd probably be a millionaire.
2: Exactly. So when they just get larger, you know.
0: She wanted just that water thing.
1: She's leaving now.
2: She's leaving. So, what? So, there was another part of this with Scotty. What did uh, Scotty tell you all about rolling down the window and kicking at somebody's ass or something? So,
1: Scotty was telling us all these stories about how Edmund used to whoop his ass and all that stuff. And, like, I guess Scotty used to fight a lot. Like, I'd never really met Scotty until then. And uh, he's a funny dude. But he's telling us, you know, the quickest way to get me mad is to get me wet. Pour water on me, and I'm a mad son of a bitch. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Well, I had taken Scotty's truck to the gas station to get gas for the generator like the day before. And I come back, and I just – I parked it like I left it. Like, the windows were down when I got in, and so I parked it and left it, and nobody ever thought anything about it after that. Well, like, Sunday morning, it fucking downpoured. Like, it was – we don't have rain like that in Vegas. Like, this was like – you couldn't see five feet in front of you, rain. And uh, Scotty gets in his truck to go hook up to the trailer – and walks in the trailer and goes, Who the fuck left the windows down in the truck? And I was like, Shit. I, I didn't say it was me. But I, did, uh, I did go talk to him in, in Memphis and I said, Hey, Scotty, I don't know if you remember me, but I'm the guy that left your windows down in Clay City that time.
0: <laughs> and then you remember?
1: Yeah, a little bit. He said, Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. But it's like five years ago, so he's not going to beat me up now. Maybe. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs>
0: So you were you're part of a big movement at Las Vegas to get some more like big money bracket race stuff going on there. Um, at what point do you just, uh, just take it over?
1: Well, I, I think the only reason I haven't really um, promoted a race is because I, I like to race, and so when you promote, you don't get to race them, you know. And uh, that part doesn't really interest me a whole lot. But I, I do have like so Jesse Adams, you know, he's got his TNA Race Club they do in Sacramento. Um, I try to. You know, throw out as many ideas as I can for them for that and try to help out and I fly up there a lot or I drive up and and race their events and just try to help them grow that. Um, I did promote a little like quick 16 bracket series here in Vegas at the start of the year before all the COVID stuff hit which actually went pretty well like we had people coming out from Utah and from Arizona coming up and stuff Um, we were doing pretty well with it but the COVID kind of saw that down and it wasn't like back there where you guys are at or even where Jesse was at in California us being us having a big corporate racetrack made it a lot tougher we couldn't just say screw the governor we're going to race like because you know foster wouldn't he has to go by what his bosses say or whatever and uh so that kind of any promoting prowess that i had at the point kind of stalled out so i don't know i'll do anything in the future but you know all our tracks around here like we have fontana which is our that's our closest track to us and it's probably three and a half hours away i don't think they're they they closed down all of 2020 i don't think they're opening for 21 couple of the racetracks in California are that way. Obviously, we lost Sonoma this year, um, and Phoenix is about five hours away from Vegas. They may race next year, but West Coast bracket racing, even the racing in general for 21 doesn't look very promising right now.
0: Well, I know that uh, the same guy that owns Vegas owns, owns Charlotte, Z-Max, and uh, they don't bracket race. So for you guys just to get anything going on at Vegas is definitely a huge step in the right direction.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of that's – a lot of that's Chris Blair, who used to be the manager here. He's in St. Louis now, and uh, Jeff Foster keeps it going and, and builds on it. And um, you know, I think both of them do well. I, I, from what I understand, the local bracket series doesn't make a ton of money, and I think that's kind of the case for every racetrack. But uh, it, it's good. That we, we do pretty good. We have twelve races a year usually, and with the full schedule, and everything else they got going on, it's pretty good.
3: So, what point do you move?
1: Uh, I would love to. I would love to move to Tennessee uh, if I knew for sure that I could make money there. You know, I would to do that, right? But, but I guess my wife and I have talked about it, like, at some point, maybe a retirement plan would be there. But, I mean, my business is here. I know a lot of people out this way, and, and I'm just a little scared of making the jump, I guess. And, and I, I all my friends are here. I don't have a big family, but, you know, I have my dad, and he lives right next door to me, actually. And uh, I don't know. It would be a big life change for sure. You couldn't do it without Shane that far away, could you? I couldn't live without Shane, no. So I'll just I'll just have to <laughs> – I'll just keep, have to keep hanging on to his nipples and hoping that he puts me in his truck and I get to keep going racing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you Axrod had to be your new uh, Dairy Queen date if you moved to Tennessee.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. And and I mean, I'm not sure. Axrod
0: doesn't live in Tennessee anymore.
1: He lives in Kentucky or something, I guess, right? Yeah,
0: he's just a border operator.
2: <laughs> it's all the same to me. We live in Texas. It's the same size as about five or six of those states over on the east. Yeah, so. you, put, you
0: put Kentucky, Tennessee, Indiana, and Illinois together, you got Texas.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I want to move to Tennessee. I think it's a great place to uh, be able to go to some of these races, man. Yeah.
0: You know, I mean,
1: they're like, we, um, you know, Chad and I back in like 2015 that he told us, about we went back racing at that time. And I mean, you know, we, from Nashville, there's like, it's, there's like 4,700 tracks within like two hours or something. It's stupid. It'd be oh. awesome. Yeah. It would be pretty
2: cool. We had some I'm, cl- good I'm we had- closer to, to retirement than you are Greg, so uh, you know that's better. That's that's a that's on the horizon for my retirement plan. <laughs> you you got a lifetime in front of you, brother.
1: Yeah, I got a lot of time. <laughs> the plan I'm probably changing for them. Maybe we'll have more tracks out west. And I don't have to go anywhere.
2: I don't know, man. I mean, it's crazy just talking and getting to know. This year, I've got to know a lot more people on the, the West Coast, and it's insane just how far you guys drive to race and just happy about it. Like happy to be there, happy to race. It's like, Oh, it's no big deal. It's like, you know, 14 hours to come to a bracket race, but we're happy to be here.
1: A lot of people still complain about driving that far. Um, I've driven so far this year. I mean, Galat's like a 30 something hour trip, you know? And, uh, I've driven so many long trips that going to Sacramento, which is like 10 hours. It's like, Oh, it's only 10 hours. It's not a big deal. It's a, it's a little trip. And so I'll drive up there with no problem, and a lot of guys are the same way. But if you want to go race for any money, that's what you do. The problem is there's so many people, so many people on the West Coast that still chase the the wally and the NHRA stuff, and go race for twelve hundred bucks. And like for somebody like Justin Lammer or, or somebody that has all those all the big contingency stuff, you know, they can make ten grand at a national event. Whereas I, I think Frank Hutek even said that he made six grand at last national he won right.
2: Yeah, the money side has gotten tough on NHRA, but it does seem to be a much more popular than the Bracker racing on the West Coast.
1: It's crazy, man. So Kyle had that race in Sonoma in July, which we had – it was like a 10, a 25, and a 10 or something. And there was like 150 cars. And the, like two weeks later, they had a divisional at the same racetrack, and they had 450 cars. It's, just, it's crazy. And I don't understand why people don't – well, you could do both.
2: Well – Stock, super stock, probably not so much, but I mean, all the super categories, yeah.
1: Well, Sure, but I understand if you want to save the runs on your super stocker, but if you're going to potentially make six runs in a national event, you can make six runs and make 10 times the money in a bracket race. I mean, I don't know. I'm not very good at math, so maybe the numbers don't add up that way. <laughs> Who knows?
2: Justin Lamb's done well with his uh, super mod cars, his super stock car, I guess, and, and what the spring fling and... He was making rounds at Vegas at the Fall Fling West. I mean,
1: Justin's just an animal. Yeah. Justin was the first person I ever met in drag racing, and I remember um, we both. This guy built our race our dragsters out of his garage, and me and Justin used to sit in the guy's driveway and eat popsicles while our dads built the cars in the garage. And uh, I think Justin's car, the index, was eight ninety growing up, and I think Justin could probably always go like eight forty. So Justin just learned how to how to hold out of necessity, and uh, none of us. We're—I mean—we're like 13 years old. Nobody knew how to go down and drop a guy. Like nobody was doing that back then. Now, like all the kids are learning to drive that way. But Justin just tore us up for eight years. Yeah,
2: he's still tearing people up. It's amazing how much he's won in a really a short career. I mean, he's not that old. So I think he's a year younger than
1: me. I'm 33.
2: He's got a lifetime of stats behind him. I can promise you that. But you know, Absolutely. good equipment and and good resources and talented driver. I mean, that just spells uh, success. You know. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of uh, dragsters, when's the last time you took your dragster to a streetcar race?
1: Well, it probably, it's probably been three or four years. Um, like, when I had that shop at the Speedway, they used, to, they used to street race by the milk factory that's on the same property. So, uh, you've been to Vegas. You see how big the property is. Oh, it's massive. When you get off the freeway, there's that big milk factory that's over there. And the guy used to street race right there. And so, uh, Neil Presimone, you know, we've always, we're always been tight. And he says, "Hey, bring your dragster over here." And I said, "Bet." You know, so I start. I go back to the shop, and I grab the dragster and drive it out of the shop. I'm like driving it down the street to go street race this thing. And he calls me on the phone and he says, "All the cops are here." And So I had to turn around and head back. So I didn't actually get to race it on the street, but I would have. You think everybody would have ran you? Yeah, man. I had a race lined up. Oh, okay. I don't remember how fast the guy was, but we were gonna we were gonna do it.
2: Well, there was. A, it's amazing how fast those damn street cars are. We were a no prep race in. uh Last weekend, and I mean, those damn cars can fly down a no prep surface like it's unbelievable.
1: I've heard they can go like 420s on the street. I don't know how true that is, but I don't know. But uh,
2: all I know is they're hooked up and rolling. I mean, yeah, it my is city
1: has 420s downhill, so I'd, I'd probably lose that. I
2: don't know that my dragster would run down that no prep surface as well as those cars did. I mean, it was, it was pretty insane. But I did – hey, Jake, after last week, I was almost ready to get in there and do some betting Uh, after, you know, we got the introduction from Loose Change. I saw the guys betting, and
1: I'm like, all right, let's see what they're doing. And it's pretty fun
2: to watch that shit.
1: I listened to the Loose Change episode, and, I you know, I met uh, him in Bristol. And I went over and watched him betting, and i like, I'm from Vegas. Like, I I wanted to get in and throw some money in, but I couldn't understand what the fuck they were talking about, man. (laughs) You know, Jason's in there fucking – Hey, turn my red off. I want this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, uh, what does all that mean? I can barely play craps.
2: Yeah. It seemed a little confused, and He tried to uh, give us some pointers, but uh, obviously he's got that down pat. When you when you go racing uh, just for fun and you want to lose early so you can make some real money, you know you're pretty good at the gambling side. <laughs> That's true. I got down to three cars at the 100K – and, uh, yeah, that really didn't do much for me. i betting I did better on the weekend. That's
1: sick. That That's, is, it
0: sick. is sick. I did announce a big money bracket race at uh, US 131 where they had a few of the no prep kings guys there and uh, one javelin that has won drag week. Well, the javelin beat all of them, and, they, and the clocks were on in the tower, and there, there's nobody going 420s on a prep circus. I'll tell you that. Really? Really. I don't
2: know. Yeah, I don't know what these guys were running the other day, but them damn cars are fast. Yeah, they all last. We,
0: we need to calibrate the, the speedometer on the street outlaw show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, there's a little drama put into that one, so. But uh, no, I think uh, John Doe was there. He was the he went up winning the other night, and like I said, man, watching that car go down through there, unfricking
1: real. Yeah, uh, the whole weekend stuff out here either like the no prep stuff doesn't go in Vegas, and so I've never gotten to actually go to any of those. Right. They look like they're a good time.
2: uh Oh, I just got Gleghorn's joining in. Hey, we got a Ryan Gleghorn sighting.
3: What's up, dude? What's going on, man? Hey, Gleghorn, we're having a podcast. You want to join in? Nah, I'm good. I'd <laughs> rather listen to you fucking complain about Porta Subs or something fucking stupid.
1: Listen, it's not stupid. Porta Subs is delicious. <laughs> they just have terrible employees. They won't let you get a four inch <laughs> you know- roast beef. <laughs> <laughs> they won't put roast beef on my kid's sandwich. Like, how do you tell a kid no? She wasn't there with me, but still. I had to go home and tell her she got turkey. She was not happy.
3: Imagine if you're the Porta Sub employee, though. He they don't know if you actually have a kid. You could be lying about that. I've I lied about a lie lot. I love
1: myself of shit, a large. Though. I guess I could just be real fat and two large is too much, I guess. You get the
2: kid the <laughs> six-inch roast beef. You cut off two inches of it. You eat the two inches and, oh, and they cheers. It yours. was
1: fucking principle at that point. I want <laughs> the fucking kid's meal, dude. Like, seriously, I, uh, the, the elections made everybody cr- – 2020 just made everybody crazy in general, right? And I guess I just got yeah. sick. Now you got me mad. <laughs> it's, I just – I can't handle the stupidity of people. Like, you know, you go to a restaurant and you, and the waiter comes to your table and you gotta t- you got a party like six or seven or eight. We can only have parties of four now in Vegas because we suck. But, like, you know, that waiter comes to your table and he, he doesn't write your shit down. It's just all in his fucking steel trap mind, right? And then you get your food, and it's not yeah. right. Like, why didn't you fucking write it down, dude? Like, how are you going to get it wrong?
0: Going to be a terrible. Blackhorn comes on. seconds.
1: Sounds like a robot. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: poor Blackhorn. God.
2: Let me catch you up. So we've.
3: Uh, <laughs> he's, he's
2: still talking. He's still. Talking. <laughs> 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 Welcome to the shit show that is the drag champ show. It's not the double O shit show. It's
1: just the shit show. <laughs> it's just the shit show.
3: Yeah, no big deal. Then part of 42 of them. Yeah. Gotcha. So
2: so let me catch up, Gleghorn. So we've already heard the okay. Porta Subs roast beef bitch. We've heard shitting our pants okay. at uh, the 16 years old going to prom in a tuxedo. Okay. Uh, we've heard about the, oh, wife, wow. the wife's boobs. Yeah. Uh, we've heard about strip clubs in Lexington, Kentucky.
1: I missed Let's all know. the good shit.
2: So, yeah, we're caught up so far. And uh, now yeah, we're you going want, to... You want
1: another shit story, Leghorn?
3: Let's hear it. So, or, no, I mean, we can edit this part out. It's not that big of a deal. Gary doesn't have a life anyway.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't. This one's not me shitting my pants, but we. Uh, okay. You know, you always play shenanigans with each other at the racetrack, and yeah. So um, Neil Pressimo and his brother Nick, we were having this thing where you know you go in the bathroom and you like you got, you, your buddy's in the stall and you fill up the paper towel with water and you fucking throw it at him while he's taking a shit. Right. Okay. So everybody would come and fuck with everybody while they were going to the bathroom. And so Nikki like disappeared one day and we're like, Oh, he went, he went to the share. We got to go find him." Well, there's like three sets of restrooms in Vegas and we figured out that Nikki went to the one way at the top by the dirt track. And so we go up there, Facebook live. There's a video out there somewhere of this. And uh, we're going to go kick the stall door open and just pummel this guy with paper. And so we do it. We go in there kick the door open, start throwing paper at him. I go reload and come back. This dude this dude wiped his ass and threw it back at me. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me in the shoulder. I had poo on my shirt, and it was my lucky shirt, so I couldn't even take it off because I was racing.
3: Oh, my God. So you just had shit on your shirt the whole fucking day?
1: Yeah, I didn't win, and that's why I threw the shirt away.
3: Oh, it my was, God. It was not I mean,
1: like I wiped it off. Like, I'm not disgusting.
0: I think this, like, this, this is, is why he still is, <laughs> <laughs> this oh is my why God. He's still married. he's still married after all these stories. He has no problem with
3: commitment. Yeah, I mean that <laughs> that takes a lot of commitment to wear a shirt that has fucking shit on it.
1: Man, I'm superstitious as shit. I get in the car on the same side every time, same legging first, like I don't fuck around. It was a big deal to have my uh have my lucky shirt on. But like I said, and, Ed Finn I mean, got retired.
0: If you have a real race car. You have to get in from the from the same side every time. You look real stupid getting in the passenger door.
1: Anybody catch any of that? Something about a passenger I heard door. I heard a passenger door. <laughs> I, I
0: said I said if you get if you get in the car the, from the same side every time, if you drove a real race car, you look real stupid getting in from the passenger side.
1: Yeah, actually, we have a guy in Sacramento, Dennis Paz, that uh, his driver door doesn't work, and his passenger door he has to keep closing the bungee cord. <laughs> but he gets in the fucking passenger side every time. And so he pulls on the stage lands. He has to crawl over and get out. And then he gets back in the car and straps his bungee cord down because the door doesn't latch.
2: Is that the Elko or the truck? The truck. Yeah, I was going The old seven up truck, man. I wish it was still the seven up truck.
1: <laughs> he's that. That dude, that's a bad dude. I never knew so that the yeah. driver's order didn't work, but I found that out recently up in Sacramento and they tried to crash into me. And Luckily he's a good driver and didn't.
3: <laughs> that's good. That's nice of him. Yeah. Um, so, I guess me coming in, first question, you know, I'm, I'm real conceited. I like to talk about myself. Uh, how did you and Shane Thompson end up in Ardmore, Oklahoma this year? Wow. Yeah.
1: So, um, obviously, we like to race. And, we're you know, Shane's not afraid to make me aware. Yeah. And so, I was like, hey, Shane, there's these five granders in Ardmore, you know, post-COVID post or post-pandemic uh, lockdown or whatever. I mean, you know, we were shut down for like a month at this point, which seemed like an eternity, and so we're like, "Yeah, let's go to fricking Oklahoma, dude." Agreed. Yeah, and so we, I figured realistically, like, you know, it's it's post lock post lockdown. Like, there's going to be a lot of people there. I figured there's going to be like 250 cars for five granders. There was like what 570 something.
3: Yeah, it was like five. It was like five fifteen. Yeah, that on was Saturday.
1: Crazy, ridiculous. I mean, it was it was fricking. It was like racing the million for five grand. Yeah, it was awesome, dude. I, I we had a great time. We really enjoyed it.
3: I can't tell, tell you bunch this. Extra money, hard
1: not built for five hundred cars. No fucking way.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, no one expects there to be five hundred cars. Uh, and I, I've kind of told story on here. Uh, we had a private test session on Thursday that I think y'all were at. Yeah. Um, because whoever drives Shane's rig got there like Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, i put it this way. He was at the racetrack before I was at the racetrack. And Thursday night, we were already packed up uh, about as far as we usually ever get. And I remember calling Will. I'm like, yeah, we're fucked. (laughs) Because this is Thursday night. So we're going to have more come in tomorrow. And then Saturday, there's no telling what happened. I think we had three something, like 360, 350 on Friday. Which was our biggest car count ever for any race we've ever had in the sixties, seventy years that tracks been open.
1: Holy shit.
2: And that was like a two thousand to win
1: gamblers race, right?
3: Yeah. or yeah, we made it pay three. Yeah. Well,
1: um, oh, did you guys, hold on, did you guys catch any shit for not adding to the purse more?
3: Um, honestly, we did a little bit. I mean, I had people coming up to me first round, first or second round. Uh they're like well, This show's gonna pay fifteen grand, right? No. Yeah. Let me just it's say,
1: guys, like, good on you guys for making money. Like,
3: well, it's not. It's not even that. It's just like we've had the windmill nationals. That was the fourth annual, right? What no one takes into account, like, yes, absolutely. We added money to the perch, Don't get me wrong. Uh, it paid down really well by the time it was all said and done, and we did add a, a little bit to the top. But we lost money on the first three. Uh, You'll probably feel like you're
1: losing money next year, too.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, next year, there's no telling what's going to happen. You know, uh, we might be locked down again. You know, there's no telling. But, uh, no, I mean, and another thing people don't take into consideration is, so we started time runs. We started running junior dragsters that morning at 9 a.m. Right. We finished racing at 5 a.m. with big cars. Yeah, it was sick. Uh, Yeah, no, I mean, our – our track employees got paid more that weekend than they've ever got paid before there's a lot of expense in that we had a lot of expense leading up to it um so what did we make money absolutely um but it's not if you were to just put pen to paper and you just see that massive number after you see entries and all that it's not that number by any means of course that's you get it's and not to go on a rant because this is supposed to be a show about you the rants are totally acceptable yeah uh a lot of people they racers that have not been on the other side of the fence, um, and I've been guilty of it myself, they'll be like, all right, well there's x number amount of cars. you times that by entries by guessing that how many buybacks they had and they're like, oh well they you know they profited hundred and sixty thousand dollars. I'm just using a random number. Like, well, you didn't take in consideration any of the expenses we had uh our insurance, you know. By the time you get all that stuff added up, that hundred—I mean, that that big number that you see—it gets a lot smaller. Right.
1: No, I get that, but I mean, it's good for you guys to make money. Especially, you said you guys lost the first couple of years, and and you guys finally had a good one. I was totally cool with it. I mean, we're there to race for five grand. And it cost. Yeah. I didn't go cost there to get the paid. Yeah, but.
3: Yeah. No. Everyone thinks we just swing the gates open and we don't have any expenses, but now, I mean, obviously, uh, I would love to see a car count similar to that again, maybe like. This year, since it is, uh, we have another race called the cow pastures and it's the yeah, 50th, it. this upcoming year will be the 50th anniversary. So, but, uh,
1: when are you going mean, to make them tens or twenties? I'd love to go back to more. Uh,
3: I have no idea what it's going to be. I don't know. I've had some ideas. Uh, obviously nothing's set in stone. You got to go between me, Ricky and Will. And uh, I kind of thought something like either, cause traditionally it's the same deal. It's a hundred dollar five grander. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I thought about either since it's the 50th making it $50 five grander or making a hundred dollar, uh, 10 grander, something like that. hundred dollar
1: 10 grander would be dope. I'm in.
3: Yeah. I'm in. Um, I'm, I'm not in. committing
1: for Shane right now. If you make it a hundred dollar 10 grander, we're coming. <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say you're, I'm going to go ahead and say you're probably not because I haven't <laughs> looked at my, I, I haven't looked at the schedule yet, but it's usually about the same weekend as the, uh, uh, fall fling.
1: Oh yeah. Then we're not going.
3: Yeah, no, I, but <laughs> I, I have to double check the schedule this year. It might be off of it. Um, Obviously, we'd love to have y'all again. That was crazy. We had like 13 states represented or something.
1: It was fun. But, and you were right. Like, I did not think at the beginning of the year that I'd be in Oklahoma twice for races that paid.
3: Yeah, because you went to Tulsa a couple weeks ago. We did. We the did. The fuck did you go to Tulsa go? Before?
1: Well, our Thanksgiving race got canceled. And, yep. Because uh, you all have a fantastic
3: governor.
2: No, wait a second. Wait a yeah. second. Let's talk about that. So, you race, we raced in Vegas for what? Three straight weekends? Four? Four straight weekends.
1: Well, you guys did, I didn't.
2: Well, people did. Let's put it yeah, that way. Yeah. And then it was unsafe for Thanksgiving. Uh,
1: yeah, apparently. What the you hell know, is that? It's also unsafe to walk in the restaurant without your mask on, but you can take it off at of the table because the Corona knows that you're eating. Yeah, that's true too. You know.
2: Hey, but if you're, if you go under the arch to go out toward the starting line, that's where the Corona lives at, El- at Las Vegas Motor oh, Speedway. Apparently. It, it doesn't exist on. before you get under that arch.
1: We had a lot going on. I haven't talked to Foster, so I don't know. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, Randy Clickner passed. Did you get to meet Randy when you were here? I don't think I did. Actually,
2: he may have been in the tower, but I didn't actually meet him. I think I remember when I saw his face. I was like, I think he was in the tower talking to people, and I just missed him.
1: Yeah, he was a super good dude. And, uh, you know, his passing was right around that time. And so maybe with that, like, Foster didn't have it in to, to fight for the race to happen. And I I guess that it happened during that PSCA race, and I guess – like the whole tower was like inoperable for like an hour because everybody just couldn't handle it, you know? So that might've been a little bit of it. And maybe, maybe 21, it'll be better because that had a lot to play into it that weekend. I hope that's it. I hope it's not all the governor's shutdown stuff, but uh, yeah, I mean, they shut our Thanksgiving race down. So we said we were going to go to um, some race in Texas, Abilene. Was that? Yeah. So we were going to Abilene. I picked up the motor home Wednesday morning and then I called the guy putting the race on, and he's like, oh, I just had to cancel it. And I was like, all right, shit. So I called Shane, and I said, you want the good news or the bad news? He said, the bad news. I said, "Emily got canceled. He said, what are we going to do? I said, we can go to Tulsa. He said, okay. So we went to Tulsa.
3: <laughs> that sounds nothing like Shane Thompson, but okay. That's a fantastic yeah, There was a little more
1: to it. I mean, we had to change flights and stuff like that, but he was, he was, uh, he was in a good mood that day when I called him, and so it worked out well. But... Um, Tulsa, it was it was good. It was a good time. I mean, I'm surprised I'm still married. My wife, you know, Thanksgiving is third. We had a big We – I'm always racing Thanksgiving every year, but I'm always home for dinner. And mm-hmm. so this year I was like, hey, I'm going to Tulsa for Thanksgiving. I'm leaving right now. And she is still here when I got back. So that's a bonus.
0: It's a bonus. <laughs> She's <laughs> a keeper. It wasn't was it like actually one of the million.
1: No, not quite like that. Not quite like that. What?
2: As he looks up as his wife walks back in to keep him in line. <laughs> 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 she's
1: been not whole
3: time.
2: Ryan, she's been keeping tabs on him the whole time. I can always tell when he looks over to his uh, right shoulder there.
3: <laughs> yeah. I
2: got- Tara's keeping uh, Leghorn in
3: line. Yep. Yeah, you're very well-minded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, why don't you go ahead and tell, tell him what Tara said this morning. Oh, so this morning we're driving down or we just left Chick-fil-A. <laughs> And Hodge, I've, I've had that we, twice today. Yeah, I had it once today. Uh, so, Hodge had sent, like, a message or something, and she said, how is old Hodge doing? And before I to respond, she's like, nah, I don't give a fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I swear. <laughs> and <laughs> hey and I have a great relationship. I can yeah. see that. tell. <laughs> she is rough.
2: I'm surprised she didn't say on the side of the road changing a flat. Well, you lost two flats in the last week,
0: dog? Well, you see – no, 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 no. No, actually more than that. Oh, shit. Uh, I had told somebody not too long ago, I was like, man, it's been a long time. Like, they, I, I always wouldn't talk about it because I'm like, man, it's going to happen if I talk about it. I'm like, it's been a, like almost two years that I've actually had a flat trailer tire. Like, literally. Never fucking
1: say that, dude. Never. <laughs> the, <laughs> no.
0: next, the next day, I am the next day I had to put the Toyota home up from Diamond RV in Indiana, and in the end, I had taken my Honda up there and I just put the Honda in the trailer. I left the trailer and threw it up, the Toyota off. And I... And I it, I'm getting off the exit I-70, and I'm like, man, somebody's flagging me down. I know I, it to- I blew a trailer tire all to hell. And when i got like off the exit ramp. I could see it in the rear view, and I'm like, it knocked all the tread off of it. I was like, we're pulling this bitch the other 25 miles of the house. You know, we're, we're good. I took that picture when I finally got to the house. Then uh, I'm driving down I-69, and the toter You what?
1: You fucked up talking about it.
0: Right, well, then the next day, the very next day, driving down I-69 – in the toter and stacker now, and the front the front tire on the stacker blows, the driver's side. Ooh. I've gotten some teenage girl that rolls up next to me in the passenger seat of her parents' vehicle, and she's like pointing at her mom, and I'm like, maybe she's got a hot mom or something. I don't know. I can't see. I'm too, I'm too tall. <laughs> and I'm like looking, and I kept looking, and she finally pointed back, and I'm like, I knew what she wanted the whole time probably, you know, but I was just hoping it was something else. And uh, I looked up, and I'm I'm like the arrow for the exit. Like you got the half mile, then you got the one mile, but the arrow for the exit, right? Oh yeah. Right now, it's Madisonville, Kentucky. Well, Mike Crick has a shop in Madisonville, Kentucky, and he owns a tire store. I was wheel off there real quick, and I'm like, get out and look, and sure as shit, same thing happened. It blew all the tread off of it. It's grinding the wheel down. Cool. Like you know what? It's not going to do any more damage than it has already. We're dragging like, six miles to the tire shop, so we do. They, change, they put a tire on it, and I make it all the way to, uh, I, I, I don't remember. I don't even remember where I was at in Georgia. South Georgia. And The first one blew the fender off the trailer. Bang. I get to South Georgia, and I'm like, listen, put six tires or five tires. I thing because the one I put on at, at Crick's shop was brand new. I said, put five tires on this thing and let me go. And I'm not kidding you. They, they showed up at a Lowe's Truck Stop parking lot, some a and D tire somewhere in Georgia, and they ripped that thing off with tire spoons, all five of them and then mounted a spare on the sixth one. I'm like, man, I, I gave the kid a hundred bucks extra because for one, it's not my money,
1: and for two, he worked the <laughs> <ass off." laughs> <Yeah>. rest <laughs> No shit. Shane always, when he, sends, when he sends me out of town, he always gives me his credit card, and he gives me a little extra cash, you know, in case I need anything. So the first time we, we went to, we went to I don't know, Galat or something, and, uh, you know, we we're out there at the tractor on the weekend. He's like, how much of my money you got left? And I was like, nothing. I spent it all. He's like, what happened? I said, I needed to buy back. He was like... For buybacks, he's, I said, Shane, you said if it's un, I needed anything, I needed to buy back. Same deal. So how did your uh,
2: Nightfire Nationals go in 2020?
1: Ooh. Not good. Not good at all. Um, I didn't win a round. They changed the format finally to 10 granders. It used to be a quarter mile bracket race. Like, it was pretty fun. It was five grand every day, quarter mile. I know you East Coast guys don't know shit about that, but it was fun. And so this year, it was yeah. finally eighth mile, 10 granders with buybacks which is like, I feel like it was in my wheelhouse, you know? And uh, I just got my teeth stomped in every day. And it was it was awful. Not as bad as 2019, I don't It might've been worse than 2019, but 19 was bad too.
3: I would just quit going to that fucking race then.
1: I, I've won it before. I won it a couple of times. I love that race. It's fun. This last two years, if donkey stomped me.
2: <laughs> well done. So I know. Who, who does your motors? Tell us a little history about your, your uh, history with engine builders.
1: I had one engine builder steal my engine. Oh, wow. I, yeah. that was Luckily, when he stole my engine, I had his race car and his trailer.
0: And Put a so name on I it.
1: I kept that. <laughs> and uh, I had another one where I, I couldn't get more than like 70 runs without th- kicking the rods out of it. And uh, finally, finally, the last few years, I've had a good one with uh, Sherway Engine Machine, down in Kingman, Billy and Cody Weber, and Chad Weber. They do a good job. So my luck's turned around a little bit, but there was a few years where... I was just driving every, every the car I could find because my shit was broke all the time.
0: I feel you, dog. I feel you.
1: Yeah. Oh, I've, I've, I've been in your shoes, Jake. I had to laugh at all your shit because, like, I've had the, the trailer blowouts. I had two tires blow on the same side of a triple axle one time. I'm going to Phoenix. I was pulling into Phoenix, and both tires blew at the same time. So I get out, put the spare on, and my buddies are behind me. I get, like, five miles down the road and the spare sheared all the lugs off and went rolling down the highway. And so I had to roll it in there on, on four tires on a six tire trailer.
0: Sounds like Tuesday.
1: (laughs) I got shit on you, but I'm close.
2: So have you ever signed your name as Batman at the front gate and had security uh, chase you around Sonoma raceway?
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, Well, sort of. So, we we're up in Sonoma, or back when we ran divisionals and nationals. So the divisionals, the first weekend, the nationals, the second weekend. And uh, I did pretty good. I got in like the quarters, but it was like, I just started traveling to these things and like I was excited. So we went out and, you know, we got a little shitty. And uh, before we left the racetrack, we had asked security like, hey, how late can we get back in here? And they said, well, the gates will be closed at like nine, but if you come back later than that, just wait, the security guards out on patrol and they'll come back and let you in. So i was like all right cool so we get back to the track at like 11:30, and the gate's closed of course and so i get out of the truck and i'm just waiting there and like i kind of put my foot on the gate and i'm like leaning back and forth, like doing the whole drunk rock thing and all of a sudden the gate goes blink and opens up and i said hey guys this gate's open let's go so i hop in the truck and roll through and here comes security down the road and i'm like shit so i just take off and security starts chasing me around the road course in sonoma and so i'm cruising they're closed now, so I'm not going to leave names out of this. Anyway, I see Ryan Harum's trailer, and I'm like, oh, shit, I know Ryan. I pull in there, and I stop and shut the lights off, and I got a little lead on the security girl. And so she goes by me. I text Harem, and I said, hey, man, I'm out in front of your trailer. Security's after me. And so we're, like, hunkered down. She comes back and, like, knocks on Ryan's trailer door, and he flings the door open in his underwear, and he's like, what do you want? And he's, like, yelling at the security chick, telling her, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. If you were a man, I'd fucking punch you in the face. Blah, 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 all this shit. And finally she leaves and we go back to playing cornhole and drink a beer. Well, like two days later, Kyle's mom, George disciple rolls up in my trailer with the head of security. And she's like, Hey, we heard you cut the lock on our gate the other night. And I was like, Whoa, I didn't cut any locks. And I just told her the whole story. And, uh, she was like, well, that's all fine. Um, but the problem is that Ryan threatened my security guard. And I said, well, I don't really think he threatened her because he said if she was a man, he'd punch her, and she's clearly not a man. And so she laughed, and then that was the end of that story. But yeah, I kicked the gate open to someone once.
0: <laughs> I, I've been thrown out of a racetrack for a month for that exact exact situation, except they didn't have security. <laughs> and I was I was I was like points racing then, and I was leading the points like by a lot, and I, lost. Yeah, I couldn't you come, lost. Couldn't come back for a whole month. <laughs> My story is kind of similar, like. I was first in line, and, like, the guy that works the gate, like, they have a Friday night race, but they locked it after that, I guess. But the guy that works the gate showed up, like, unlocked the gate, slid it open, slid it closed behind him, didn't lock it back. Well, then he drives to the tower. I'm like, well, your spot's out here at the gate, motherfucker. Like, what are you doing? I slid it open, and, like, it's not like I was running away from him. I literally parked, like, you get to do a U-turn, and the fence runs along the entrance road. I parked nose up to the fence right by the gate. Right. And uh, I raced all night that night. Nobody said a word to me. I got a phone call the next Friday before the, I was heading down for the Friday night deal that, that weekend. Yeah, you're banned for a month. <laughs> for what? Oh. Uh, for breaking in the front gate. I was like, yeah, I really got you guys, didn't I?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, you, I lost, I mean. spent $60 for the last nine weeks in a row, but, you know, you, I, snuck, I snuck my two-year-old in. Now, you're right. <laughs> I lost the championship by, like, five points, and that was the last time I ever points raced.
3: Really? Yep.
0: Welcome uh. That's all we have
1: out here, bro. We points race till we die. That's it. Yeah. Y'all are Price a man different breed. Yeah, once told
0: me,
1: You know, it's tough because, like, for us to go back there, I almost feel, me personally, I almost felt, like, pressured to go back there and, like, I have to win to show these guys that I'm good. And so for the longest time, like, it's been hard for me. But for everybody else that's back there at, like, the million or the fling or something, like, it's just another race because they're going to race the same race the next weekend whereas I'm going home to race for 800 bucks.
3: Now, I have a question, and I I ask people from your side of the country this pretty often. Um, I just – obviously, you're pretty opinionated, so I want your take. Do you feel like the West Coast bracket scene uh, doesn't get enough respect as far as talent level? Because, I mean, obviously, you'll have talent out there. Um, But do you feel like it's looked at as less than as – Let's say this side of the country is. Fuck yeah, look
1: down on. Hell yeah. I mean, you talk to anybody back there, and they're like, "Oh, he's from the West Coast. Like he's probably going to suck." And then, so you got to whoop their ass to show them that you don't suck. I mean, but like race kids good. Obviously, Northup's pretty good. He won fifty, or he run it up for fifty and one of ten. Um, I think if he could like push his mullet aside enough to to see where he's going, he'd probably do better. But race and Mark, uh, Chris Whitfield, David Meyer, like which David, I don't. I don't know if you know David. He's, I don't think he's ever gone back east, but, like, he won, like, every race he entered this year. Like, the dude's legit, you know. There's some talent. David Myers is legit. Yeah, dude. He's,
0: he's, he's badass. There's some we've badass. Got a, we've got a rule on the East Coast. If they weren't a flat bill, we'll turn in.
1: If they what? Oh, the flat bill?
0: we got a rule out here. If they weren't a flat bill, we'll turn in.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm with that. I'm not into the whole flat bill thing. Um, I, I got a little curve in my hat, but – so I, I totally get that, but – uh yeah, everybody out here, especially from California, like they feel like the hat's flat. They have the long black socks up to their knees wearing shorts. It's just their thing.
2: I've tried to do the flat bill, and my wife tells me I look like an idiot.
1: I think my face is too fat to pull it off, to be honest. Well, with
2: you. yeah, she says I have you a know, blockhead it's, it's anyway, weird. so I don't know. <laughs> she says that about everything I, I put I, on, so I don't know. Maybe I it's. Think,
0: maybe. I, I think it's okay to tell this story now because man, it's already done and over with, but Funny Car Chris put Seth Lancaster on a no fly list pretty much. Really? Uh, I don't think we've talked about it. this yet, but you're not Seth- about to tell this story. I want to
1: hear it. No, I gotta hear it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh my so God. So Seth. Seth went to to Woodburn with Funny Car, right? Uh huh. Flew out to with the boys. He went to Woodburn, and you know, of course, they did Funny Car curse things, you know. And Seth is getting ready to fly home, and like he's going through TSA and he's waiting on his bag, and like you know, he's like. Man, maybe, you know, somebody's bag in front of mine or something. They said, then the person behind me, their bag came out. And he said, I turn around. And he's the biggest, biggest cops I've ever seen in my life were standing behind me. He said, uh, he turned back around. And the guy at TSA is like, hey, is this your bag? And uh, Seth's so like, yeah, you know, that's my bag. He's like, come with us. And they, they take him to a room, right? Not even like right out there in the open. And uh, the guy's like, you know, is there anything in this bag that's going to you know, poke me, stick me, cut me, anything? And he's like, no. He's like, at this point, he still has no idea what's going on. <laughs> and uh, I said, you know, where are you, what are you doing out here? You're long way from Alabama. What's going on? Uh, he's like, oh, I came to race a buddy of mine. And he said, so you're sure there's nothing in this bag that's not supposed to be there? And he's like, No. He's like, I got my helmet. I got, you know, racing stuff. He said, my jacket. He said, that's about it. He said, a cop, the TSA agent, reached out in his bag with two fingers, pulls out a handgun. Ooh. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and Seth said, like before, I could even think about saying it. I said the most cliche thing I could think of, which was. I don't know how that got there. You know? <laughs> so then he told the story of, you know, his, his buddy left his gun in there, and he didn't know it was in there. He swears, and, you know, he said, luckily the TSA agent believed him, but, like, Funny Car couldn't go pick up his gun for, like, 15 days or something after that. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, he, said, he said, imagine, you know, just going racing with Funny Car, Chris, for four or five days, and then him leaving a handgun in your, in your travel bag. I fucking believe that actually. <laughs>
2: hey, just yeah. do, just out here doing funny car things, man. That's what Chris
1: does. I, you're, I mean, obviously you guys have hung out with him. You never know what you're going to get into with him.
3: I was 15 minutes from booking a flight to go on that same trip.
1: You should have, dude. Yeah. I'm glad I did. You guys both just need to come right. to the billion.
3: Well, I can
2: just tell you, y'all, I, I went to Vegas and spent four days out there and I didn't see a party one. Those bastards were asleep by eight o'clock at night. Vegas is yeah, a good
1: place to party, man, because – so years ago, I think we used to party better, and now the ones that did party are all older and don't want to party anymore. But um, everybody goes to Vegas, like all you East Coast guys, you come out to Vegas, like you're not going to stay at the track and drink and party. You're going to – get you lose, you go to the strip. So Vegas isn't the place for good parties, but you go other places where there's nothing else to do, and you get some good partying going.
2: Yeah, I was disappointed. I was looking for a little fun out there, but I had fun, just not after hours fun. I had fun, yeah. Yeah. And I've been to the strip plenty of times. So it wasn't, that wasn't anything new to me. So I was kind of like, I'm going to hang out with these guys and party at the track. And there was just nothing going on.
1: Yeah. It's fucking, it's a ghost town after the race is done.
2: It'll probably be better. The the Sprinkling Million would be a better better deal, though. I'm sure there'll be more people. Everybody
1: wants to watch around, see who wins the million. Hopefully it's me this year. Probably not, though. My history is not very good. I'd say you'll get down to like, I don't know, 10 cars. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I would be okay with that. You know, and you know what, to be honest, when I got when I lost at eleven in in Memphis, I was super okay with it. I was like, man, that's the that's like the biggest race that I've never even won before. And Sherry
0: Carr was not. The what? Okay, Carrie Carr. was not okay with it. <laughs> she
1: she's not okay with it. She's not okay with anything but winning. I'm just glad I didn't go red. She she will tear into Shane's ass if he goes red. And uh but no, I was I was good with it. I got you know, I got good money. But it's the weeks after that that like I realized how close you were. Like, you're two wind lights away from what Nick got for of the semi. And it's like, dude, that's just it's
0: crazy. Yeah, we, we were talking to Scooter Hamlin about it. Scooter lost it, I think the same round you did. And he got shoved from the left to the right. Well, he didn't realize the rollout was a little bit tighter in the right.
1: Oh, you know? yeah.
0: He rolled four out to be four red. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah, sick. Man. Yeah. <laughs> he was like dead on with a two or something. You know, that could have been by it, three if he could carry it that long. But. Oh,
1: that's yeah. sick. That's sick. Should have
0: went a right?
1: Yeah, I'm almost happy – I don't know. I'm almost happy I didn't lose like that. You know, I just – sensitivity put a good lap on me, and I was 22. It was on the like worst side of the weekend. But um, I think if I was, like, one red setting up two or something, that would have been really bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would have been the only fly you ever
1: missed. <laughs> no shit. Okay.
0: <laughs> so, uh, I'm, about, I'm about wrapped up. Is there anything you want to say for yourself?
1: No, just, uh, you know – I, I mean, I appreciate what Shane Thompson does for me, and, and both my buddy uh, Jason Dawson. You know, like I said, I don't I don't work on anything. I mean, I can, but I, I just nobody lets me. I, I they told me to take the transmission out of Shane's car one time, and he's got those billet bolt together converters, and I screwed up and broke the ear off it taking the converter out, and so they don't let me touch shit. And so uh, Jason does all my works on all my shit. Shane takes me everywhere, and makes me drive the rig, but uh, it's a good deal, man. And hopefully you know, he says he's going to all the flings next year and hopefully he doesn't fire me before then I get to go with him. Um, But they're just good friends too. And uh my wife, obviously I'd probably, I'm going to be in trouble anyway for talking about her boob job on the air. <laughs> but uh, you know, she's an awesome lady because she doesn't travel with me like really ever. And so she lets me leave all the time and even on holidays and whatever else. And so she still sticks around. So she's an awesome girl. And uh, yeah, that's, that's about all I got. All
2: right. Neil Persom, uh, Cressamon wanted to know if he could uh, borrow your trailer to go to Phoenix.
1: Neil can never fucking borrow my trailer again. <laughs> he fucking he borrowed my trailer that wasn't even mine and he goes and stuffed it in a fucking fence turning a corner because he's a no driving fuck. He can, he can never drive it again. <laughs> didn't,
0: didn't he pile drive Axford's nose into the wall?
1: Yeah, the, so you know I'm not fucking lying. Like, like yeah. Neil yeah, was turning off the, the racetrack going two miles an hour and stuffed the nose into the corner of the guardrail. He's, he's, he's a terrible driver. He sucks. Oh I can't believe I let him drive my race car, but.
2: Lord, that's like a perfect way to end this. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. I had another question, but fuck that. No, that's good. No, you Send it, man. Send it. Okay. Uh, this kind of goes to my question earlier and it might hurt people's feelings. Well, so how many of these spring clean millions have we had now on the West Coast Four. Yep. And there hasn't been a West Coaster in a final yet.
1: We're fucking outnumbered there. You know, like our all of our all of our normal people race. You're
3: outnumbered. Wait, hold on. Shut the fuck up. No, you're no, not. No, right. for real. <laughs> you're not outnumbered.
1: Listen, we had we had a mil- we had a, a spring a fall fling without you East Coast guys here and there was like hundred and thirty cars.
2: That's terrible. Yeah. Because everybody
1: else fucking races super calm and super gas and super stock and bullshit, and they don't think they can come race for
3: breakfast. Yeah, but half those people are all wound up. You got to race like three weeks in a row after that. They're all jazzed Listen, up. They get honest, to pay, they get to me, pay $165 run for 1500
1: I agree with you, but you didn't really ask me if there was like a lot of talent out here. You just asked if there was talent, there. and I said Race Kid, David Meyer, Chris Northup, Chris Whitfield, and me. I'm going to throw myself in there. I'm gonna you
3: got to put Marco in there. Oh, yeah, Marco. everybody knows
1: Marco. Brandon Umberger. If people call you by your first name, then you're good. You're good?
2: Yeah, I mean. <laughs> or just your last name or just if, your first name, you're good, Doesn't right? everybody call, call you Hicks?
1: No yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. You guys, every time in Memphis, you guys, either one of you fucking announce me, you pronounce my name like, you're, like I'm a nobody, which I am, whatever. But I want to tell you, Leghorn, it's fucking Nevada. Nevada, not Nevada. Nevada. We don't fucking Nevada. say Nevada here, dude. You probably piss everybody off talking about it.
3: Well, well, you know what? When someone from your fucking state wins
0: something of importance, I'll say it right.
3: Oh, wow. Bad.
1: Bet.
0: Hey, oh, hey, all all three of the women from Nevada watching with the same husband didn't care. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing for that. That's pretty
0: good. Greg, have a good night, brother. Thanks for coming on the Drag Jam show and best of luck to you in this uh I know you're going to a Factory race, right? Coming up. The what? Do they have a practice tree race out there that maybe the Theo balls are involved oh, in? Oh, maybe, yeah.
1: I'll have to look at it, but I'll probably get up. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, don't suck.
1: I appreciate it. Thanks uh, for having yeah. me on, guys. See you, buddy. Appreciate you. Bye. Have a good night.
2: Oh, that was good. That was funny. Yeah.
3: Nevada. Blackmore <laughs> yeah, just Nevada pissed Nevada off the
2: whole western half of the United States.
3: <laughs> That's fine. They can kick my teeth in when I show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, yeah.
0: We'll be there. Lay down. We'll be there in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs>
2: No, that was
0: that um, was a wrap lot things of things up we yeah, as, as we're wrapping things up uh i just want to throw a little quick thing we lost a good one last week with james shound passing from COVID. We, we we joke about COVID quite a bit but uh james was a, he was a good one man he was uh the guy you know the guy at the racetrack that's just having a good time no matter what uh, that was that was who james was and it's uh he my first working man 10 grand race he wrote in he said man you know what he said we've needed this you yeah, know, which you know Whatever, but he said, "I'm just glad to be here." I'll never forget the you know the look he had on his face. He Walked up, and it's always a handshake or a hug with James. It wasn't ever a, a wave and nod his head or nothing. It was he always had to talk to you.
3: And it's uh, he's definitely going to be missed. He's a drag super quick champion, which anybody doesn't know
0: is like a 450 index class around here with a full tree. Uh, but no, he's definitely going to be missed. It, his wife Debbie and I, I believe that his daughter Shane, is going to drive his dragster now, and Cody's.
2: Going to finish the Camaro sometime in the next 30
3: years. We're going to turn race as a family again. So, yeah. You definitely hate That's to hear it. that. Well, I think
2: we end on that right there. All right. Well, a quick note, listeners, if anybody's still hung around this long, is uh, we're going to take the next couple weeks off. So this will be the last episode of uh, 2020, and we're going to see if we can't kick off the 2020 year, and it'll be- make it a better year in January. So uh, appreciate everybody listening this year. We're really good stats for our first year and seems like a lot of people are interested in what we do. So we'll keep doing it as long as y'all keep liking it. So thanks a ton for that. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy new year.
3: We will see you next year. Merry Christmas guys. Yep. Merry Christmas.